What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Today was all baseball. The season has finally returned, and Sean and I are back with our annual full preview. We went all around the league. We had individual awards as well as crowning a World Series champion. We will be back later in the week to recap all sports, golf, basketball, baseball. If there's football, we'll do football. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports and enjoy the pod. good but I also I'm not gonna let because I feel like every year we do it like three games in and the Yankees will win their first three and I'll be like they're going to the World Series so I'm (laughs) the the motto at least for me this year is to um, temper expectations I like it I like it a lot I made just to be clear to everybody I did all of this I wrote up my entire preview Thursday morning before any games were played, and obviously the Yanks and Sox. Wow, what a mature Friday, adult. So I was like, I'm not letting anything <laughs> persuade me or, you know, make me I wrote, I wrote mine up last night, but I tried to pretend it was Thursday morning. <laughs> right, but it was well, hard to when you look up the division. It's hard to when you look up the division and you see, like, teams are 3-0. and You're like, oh, they're hot. They're going to win it all. I know. That's exactly right. So temper expectations across the board. So, Tom, let's do what we normally do. Let's start in the AL. We'll start with the AL East, huh? Absolutely. All right. So we're going same as usual, five through one, or you want to bounce back and forth? No, let's go five through one. Okay. Um, Sean, you want to lead us off, buddy, since you put in the work on Thursday? I think it's only right. Oh, sure. I was going to give it to the CEO, but I'll take it. Um, At the AL East. At the bottom, I've got the Baltimore Orioles, not breaking any news here. They've got Andy Rutschman, who they're going to call up this year. I think he would have made the opening day roster if he wasn't hurt. Yeah, he got um, hurt. He's the catcher of their of their future, and he's everything that they hope their rebuild you know, turns out to be, which is a premier top-end catcher for years to come. But this is not a good team, obviously, and when you look up and down the AL East, it's a juggernaut. But I think they're going to be pesky. If you don't recall, Tom, they, towards the end of last year, were actually giving a lot of the teams across the top of the AL East a lot of fits, including the Yankees. Um, and I think that they've got some good players. You've got Cedric Mullins, who was an all-star. They bring back Trey Mancini. Um Ryan Mountcastle is a nice player. Yep. So they, they have talent. They just uh, have no pitching at all. No no pitching at all. Uh, and they don't spend money, and that will reflect in where they are in the standings. Um, four for me. Um, just go – I'll make it a little quicker here, and then we can talk about these teams. I just figured we'd agree on Baltimore there. Four, I have Boston. I, mm-hmm. I just don't like this rotation, um, and we'll talk more about that. Three, I have the Yankees. They have their concerns, which we'll dive deep into. At second, I have the Tampa Bay Rays, and winning this division for the first time since 2015, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. On to the AL Central. We're in lockstep there, buddy. Exactly the same. All right. So, do <laughs> we, we want to talk about these teams? 
Uh, yeah, I was only kidding about that. Okay. I was just <laughs> enthused that we that we had the same thing, and I don't really even have to talk. Oh, we said you, you said everything you had to say. They're they're a bottom market team. They're they're held together by paper clips and and rubber bands. Um, but they do have some good players, and again, they'll get you if you don't if you don't uh, if you don't play hard against them. Totally agree, and they showed that, like I said last year. Or for the uh, Red not, Sox, they're not going to be what they were two years ago, effectively. No, four for the Red Sox. I mean, I, I obviously like their lineup. I think that they have a good lineup, top to bottom. Um, I think that their infield is is tops in the league, around the around the horn. There, I think. Uh, I mean, I, did I pick um, the first baseman? What's his name? Dahlbeck? I think I picked him to win Rookie of the Year. He did not win Rookie of the Year. He he had a down year. I think he's going to have a good year. He's one of my guys that I'm just going to hold out on, and I'm probably going to say it until they cut him. Um, but they have a great infield all around with Story playing second or short. I don't know. Bogarts at short, and obviously Devers is an MVP candidate. And then their outfield's pretty damn good too. Um, but they just – Outside of Avaldi, who likes to get hurt at least twice a year, I just I don't see too many pitchers on this team. I think they let a, did they did they re-sign Eduardo Rodriguez? No, he's in Detroit now. Yes, yes, I remember he signed. He was one of the first guys to sign. Uh, it's for me. It's just they just don't have the pitching to be able to compete, especially in this division. That was the hardest thing about picking them fourth, and it's not. Even like I think they're a bad team. I mean, you you pretty much spoke about everything right there. You know, I am a bit confused why they have Story playing second and Bogarts playing short when Story is a much better shortstop than Bogarts is. Yes, um, I agree. Maybe it's, maybe it's because you know Bogarts has been the guy and he's great when the ball hits to him. He just doesn't have much range. But that but Story playing second base, he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of plays up the middle. Obviously, Kike Hernandez in center field makes every play. Uh, Verdugo's a hell of a player. They've got JBJ back. Like th- that, they play defense with the best of them, and they're going to mash. They miss Schwarber, I think, obviously. And then on, a, in addition, Tom, like you say, Evaldi likes to get hurt twice a year. Well, Chris Sale, ever since he signed that monster extension, yeah, he's not. He's, he's already hurt. He's not even on the active roster. Yeah, he's got like a rib injury or something. It's a it's a sixty day IL. The one so thing maybe see him in the summer. The one thing I will say is, again, we both had them finishing fourth outside the playoffs. Listen, that defense might save their pitchers a little bit, and they may be if one of these teams, meaning the Yankees or the Rays, fall off a little bit, they may be a sneaky wild card team. Yeah, I mean, like, let's not pretend like what they did last year was that fluky. Like it. They went to game six of the ALCS, and everybody picked them. I think us included picked them to be towards the bottom of the division, but they kept winning games because they scored a lot of runs. They saved a lot of runs defensively, but they had better pitching. Losing Rodriguez was a huge blow because he's a legitimately really good pitcher. Um, and Evaldi, you know, he's he's still very good, but they've put a lot of miles on him since he's been there. So we'll have to see. Uh, but I have Boston fourth. You have Boston fourth. So we'll move up to number three and we agree here on the Yankees and Tom. This is this is this, this goes is your into time my, to speak. Well this goes into my theme, bro. Tempering expectations. You know, I feel like even last year, especially the year before, we me and you both would have had the Yankees at least in second place. You know, you would have been in your abusive relationship 
a very yeah. one-sided relationship. You know, you got that girl that only hits you up when she's drunk at three o'clock in the morning, or guy, whatever you prefer, Sean. And, and I don't understand that. And, and yeah. you're <laughs> and you're just crawling back. You're sending you're sending the Yankees flowers and and you know at work, and you're asking the 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 girl to go out to dinner every Thursday night, and she's nagging you. But then every two months she gets a little too fast? drunk. This sounds this sounds like it's something that you've dealt with, and you're genuinely it to me. No, nah, I've never done this. Pretty, I can, you're going into pretty big specifics. Here. I listen. I can legitimately say, have I had relationship issues in the past? Yes, but this has never been me. <laughs> I've never been this guy, um, and this has probably never been you. This is more of an analogy. Yeah. One of my classic analogies. I've been pretty hot on them lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I and and I like that you put him third here. We're 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 tempering expectations and we're realistic. Um, the Gene Carlo is off to a hot start already. He's got you know in six straight games he's got home runs against the Red Sox. I think he's got a home run in both games that they played this year. Of course, um, you know Glaber looks good. Judge looks good. Um, the Rizzo. pitching's the pitching's been a little handshaky. The offense has really bailed them out, especially in that first game where the the rule that's going to be non-existent next year saved their asses. But again, people are going to get hurt. The pitching is not where it needs to be, especially if Garrett Cole pitches the way he did on Thursday or Friday, excuse me. And I just I think this team is a playoff team. They're a borderline playoff team, and that's there's nothing more. I love Rizzo, but there's nothing more. Yeah, Rizzo, I mean, he's got two homers already, too, and both of them came when the Yankees had, you know, given up the early lead to Boston, and he was just like, no, we're not we're not doing this this year. You know, I, I think both games that they've won this year were games that they would have lost last year. And I think the uh, – Yeah, and I look forward to level. that. And yeah, they have an intensity level about them now with I guys hope, like Donaldson and Rizzo. Don't get me wrong. I hope that both of our, our standings here and everything are wrong. It's just we're tempering, baby. We're smart this year. No, we're smart. And I think it's it's two things can be true. One, they can still be a really good team and that they are better than last year's team. But also the division is – Marketably better, including the, especially the top two teams that we have. And yep. I think if you if you have them in a different order, it doesn't matter. But here's the thing about the Yankees: are they better than last year? Yes, defensively they're going to be better. I mean, Connor Falefa is a better shortstop than Glaber Torres. Um, you know, obviously you get Rizzo for a full year instead of Luke Voigt and Mike Ford. And you know, Tom, I don't know if you remember this, but Jay Bruce was the opening day first baseman yes. for the Yankees last year. So is, is, that, is Greg Bird still in the minors now? Yeah, they, they signed him to a minor league deal, and hopefully that's where he stays. Uh, but, hmm. you know, you've got Josh Donaldson, who even though we love Geo at third base, every stat says that Josh Donaldson is a much better third baseman than Geo is. And if he can stay healthy, like I love what they did with him yesterday, which was they DH'd him after his first game. You know, if you can keep him playing maybe 100, 110 games at third base, you've got LeMay who can play third, you've got Connor Falefa who can play third, and you keep some of him, you know, you keep some of those miles off of him where he, where, you know, his injuries the last couple of years in minnesota have been because of you know calf injuries and hamstrings and you keep him off of third base if he plays 100 110 i think that's ideal you've got lemayhu and counter falefa who can play some third base for you they're more versatile they have more depth in the infield um i think he fits this team really well and obviously it's i don't have to go into how 
much better defensively they are behind home plate, which is only going to help the pitching staff. I don't love Hicks. You don't love Hicks. But so far, honestly, this is a team that's better. The question is how much better. And, Tom, I think you hit the nail on the head talking about Cole. You know, Stanton has the Red Sox number. The Red Sox have Cole's number right now, and that's not good because the Blue Jays hit him too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is he regressing? Is it? It's the beginning of the year. We'll talk about that further on into the year. How do you like the depth of this rotation? So Sevy pitched yesterday. He was not helped by bad defense, but, you know, I think his stuff looked pretty electric. Then, obviously, you've got Montgomery, you've got Tyon in year two, and you've got Cortez at the back of the rotation with guys like, you know, Devi and Schmidt and Garcia and uh, and Luis Heal waiting. So I think that they're a little bit more ready in case an injury occurs. The staff is much better, and if we weren't tempering expectations, I'd have them finishing first. And I think if Severino can go back to his form back in the playoffs a few years back and that second half of that season – and tie on Montgomery is what he is. He's a four starter. I love the guy. He's he's a perfect four starter. He's a he's a lesser Andy Pettit. He's gonna get you what he's gonna get. He's not gonna go crazy, but he's a perfect four starter. If Tyon and Severino can pitch to how the Yankees expect them to pitch, then they can win this division. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the recipe is there. I just think the two teams, you know, above them are, are obviously better, and that's yeah. Not we clearly both think that. Yep. Exactly. So let's move on. We both have Tampa finishing second. Why don't you lead off on talking about Tampa? Tampa is just the team that keeps on pulling up players. I mean, I was looking at the roster yesterday, and Wander Franco was born in 2001, and I almost took 30 Advil and just hoped I didn't wake up looking at that because <laughs> that <laughs> what he's done with his life and what I've done with mine is incredibly depressing. Um, and, and listen – it, could I name 10 guys on their roster at the beginning of the year? No, but I know that they're going to be studs. I know they're going to their pitching is going to keep them in close games. And I know they're going to have enough offense to get the job done, and they're going to have a bunch of gold goal players around the infield. They're just a really, really solid team, and they win the games that they're supposed to win, and they win a, game, a lot of games that you don't think they should because, again, their pitching and their defense is going to keep them close. And then – they're even even down to you know Zanino, their catcher. There he hit twenty five bombs last year. I mean, everybody yeah. on this team can fucking mash. It, and it's not yeah. like you're gonna have or a guy that comes out of nowhere and hits 45, 50 home runs. But they're all gonna be in the twenty fives, and they're all gonna be hitting around two eighty outside of Zanino. Yeah, that's where what it comes down to, man. I mean, they're just solid, they're a rock machine, fucking solid. And they're also very versatile. I mean, the kind of players that they have. You know, their, I almost, ba- their lineup is balanced. I almost had them finishing third just because Glass now is – I know he got the Tommy John. And for me, Tommy John is like a see you in two years kind of injury. Um, but, again, their, their staff more than makes up for it, especially their pen. For sure. I mean, they are the, probably the most deep and versatile and balanced team in in baseball you know right up there with the Dodgers I think obviously the Dodgers have the star power but Tampa just does its thing and this is two straight years of them they've won the division in 20 and 21 you know last year they had the disappointing loss to the Red Sox and the DS but they were a World Series team in 2020 they traded away Austin Meadows which was pretty crazy given that just shows how deep they are and how they have you know a rookie of the year possibility and low coming up this team just cranks out great young players and all of those guys 
fit exactly what they're trying to do. The only reason we don't have them first is probably because we think of the potential of our number one team being as good as it gets, and that's the Toronto Blue Jays. This is probably the scariest lineup outside of the Dodgers in baseball, right? Absolutely. And, you know, for me, what puts them over the top is the fact that they probably have four guys on their roster where if I told you they won MVP, you wouldn't be shocked in Bo Bichette, Chapman, Springer, and then, of course, Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr. If I told you any of those guys won the MVP, I-, I don't think it would be, you know, the biggest shock of all time. God, no. Um, and their lineup from top to bottom, even their catchers, you know, everybody can hit. Defensively, I think they're, I think they're a really underrated team. I think everybody here has a chance to win a gold glove this year. And pitching, they're super deep as well. I mean, they went out last year and they got Jose Barrios, who I think was a very underrated pitcher, kind of up and down in Minnesota. But I, I think he's a guy that is a sleeper Cy Young candidate. And they also went out and got Gosman from San Francisco, who had a great year last year as well. Yeah, they lost Robbie Ray and replaced, replaced him with Gosman. Uh, Cheaper, you know, I think that's the Cy Young. Yeah, they didn't want to pay what Seattle paid, and that's fair. And their I mean, bullpen's very good, too. And don't forget, they their have they have another former Cy Young winner, and Ryu, who, if he can stay yeah, healthy, Ryu. is a very good pitcher. They brought in Kikuchi from Seattle, and they also have Alex Manoa, who a lot of people think is going to be one of the best young pitchers in baseball this year. He already had a good rookie year last year. Not you know, to mention they had that. But he's got the, electric stuff. Who the hell is that other pitcher that they had last year that was supposed to win rookie of the year that throws like 100? The the closer, Romero? No, Romano, rather? no, the starter, the big starter that's, that started their first oh, game. Is that, last year. Yeah, it's, um, well, Alex Manoa, that's who you're talking about. I'm thinking of somebody else. I, you know, we can keep talking, but there's another. Maybe he's not on the team anymore. But there was another pitcher, and he's not on the roster. Maybe he's on the IL. I don't know. I know Manoa is the, the he's the huge guy that throws like 98 with a crazy good slider. Um, who pitched a lot of big games for them last year? But Nate they, Pearson, Nate Pearson, Nate that, Pearson, there he is, another guy. So, they, they're just loaded from top to bottom, and, and the star power is there. And, and anybody who thinks that their defense is underrated, do you watch the sport? Matt Chapman is a platinum glove third baseman. Yep. You got Guerrero, who lost a lot of weight, and you can keep him at first. You've obviously lost Semyon, but that's fine. Were you, you training? Did you train Guerrero this summer? I wish. I would have made a nice penny. Did um, you have any input? No? <laughs> I had none, but uh, he probably didn't need me to probably didn't need me to he could have you know, used you bro don't don't do. sell yourself short he could have used me but on any result this guy's gonna fuck it because he's just gonna be healthier and he's gonna be a little bit more rangy at first he's never gonna be a great first baseman but if he can just be a little bit more mobile and then obviously you've got Bichette the outfield is loaded with Gurriel Kevin Biggio is like their version of uh, DJ LeMahieu where he can yep. just bounce around and play everywhere and he's gonna hit you 20 bombs and hit 300 Springer, obviously. I mean, they're they're so good, and they've been on the rise for a few years. They just either a haven't had the pitching, or they didn't have the defense. But they've been able to hit now for a few years, and they just keep adding. So, so the Toronto Blue Jays are winning the AL East, you know, for both of us. So, anything else you want to put in there, or do you want to move over to the Central? No, no, that's we did a good job there. Let's move on to the Central. 
All right, cool. So I'll go five through one, and then you do that, and then we'll talk the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have – I have the uh, Minnesota Twins, amazingly, finishing fifth. Mm. I, I, I know that they went out and got Correa, who, who's a stud. But I think they're in this perpetual weird situation, and we'll talk more about them. Are they winning? Are they trying to contend? Are they selling? I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yep. Fourth, I have Cleveland. They're the, new, they're the Guardians now, Tom, so you got to get used to that. I wrote that down um, just to be sure. I like it. Um the guy got the Guardians fourth. Moving on up, I have Detroit finishing third. They made some good. They made some good moves this offseason. I think they could possibly be second. But the second team I have is Kansas City. I just love everything about where this team's at right now, and I think they're going to be really good. And then the cream of the crop of the division is the Chicago White Sox. Sean, we almost did it again. I just flip flopped semantics here. I flip flopped the Twins and the Guardians. I just don't think that they the Guardians have any players outside of the re-signed Jose Ramirez and a few other ancillary pieces. Mile straw. Yeah, I I don't really think we need to argue about fourth and fifth. Everything else is the same. Detroit, they made a lot of good deals. Obviously, they just traded for Meadows. Um, we already said that they went out and got Rodriguez. They obviously went out and got. A guy who you don't really like, but I think is still a very good player in Javier Baez. And they have some good young players. They have two really good good young pitchers, although Casey Mize needs to figure it the fuck out on my bottom of my fantasy team. Um, I mean, I don't think we really need to talk much about those two. We could talk about the top teams a little more if you'd like. Sure. I did want to mention that they, they, did, they had a little bit passing of the torch from Cabrera to Torkelson. Yes. Who's, gonna, who's now their first baseman, and he's he's a betting favorite to win AL Rookie of the Year, which, by the way, and I'm fascinated to see where you go in your predictions for AL Rookie of the Year because this <laughs> this Stat. field is insane. Yes. Yeah, it's insane. But other than that, I think they're obviously going to be a lot better, and I just want to clarify one thing I'm biased. I don't dislike him, but I don't like how he's talked about in the same regard as some of the other top shortstops who are on the board this year, a.k.a. Simeon, Seager, Correa story. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to mention my guy, the best shortstop in baseball, Trey Turner. Well, he wasn't a free agent this year, so that's True. why I wasn't. Talking oh, about oh it. I didn't, uh, I'm my bad. Yeah, but but he, he, he's a damn good player. I'm worried about how he ages. That was That's always been more my thing because his plate discipline is not very good. And when that bat speed slows down a little bit and you're not a disciplined hitter, um, you could go from a really productive player to a not productive player uh, pretty, pretty quickly. But that's all that. So Kansas City at number two, Salvador Perez last year, he was a top MVP votes, and he had quite a renaissance year. I think he's going to carry that over. He's also like a platinum glove defensive catcher, and I just like this team all around. I think they have a a really good infield, especially with their new shortstop that they brought up this year, Bobby Witt Jr., another favorite for Rookie of the Year. Um they bring in Granky. That's a guy with a lot of experience, a lot of pedigree, former Royal. He's going to be able to lead that young staff. I just like everything about this team. Yeah, and they they're another one that that has been good lately. They they're just they just haven't been there, right? Like their time hasn't it really hasn't clicked yet, but I think the the vibes of having Bobby Witt Jr. up now um, mixed with the other players that they have that are pretty good, bringing in a Granky to stabilize the, the front of a rotation that's young but talented. This is a good team, and Tom, let's be honest, this division is not very good, so there's no. going to be a lot of wins to be had. Absolutely. And then 
we talk about the cream of the crop, like you said here, perfectly, the White Sox. I mean, they killed this division last year. They had a disappointing playoff run with your boy, Tony Larissa. Um, <laughs> I had to get it out there before you called him, before you called him my boy. Sure. Um, and I think, listen, Luis Robert last year, he was he was a very popular pick for Rookie of the Year, also a sleeper pick for MVP. He got hurt. I think he is going to be Mike Trout 2.0, believe it or not. Wow. Um, he is incredible. Um, obviously, another guy they lost was um, Eloy Jimenez last year. I, I What did he hurt? He might have tore his bicep or something. It was his peck. Yeah. Him fully healthy, Moncada. I mean, this team top to bottom. They just got A.J. Pollock from the Dodgers. Uh, just a throwaway trade. That's a guy who was in MVP conversation three, four years ago. I think he's really going to stabilize their bench and be able to be a good fourth or maybe third you know, outfielder. I, I like everything about this team. Grindal, their, their pitching is amazing. Their closer, Hendricks is, what do you think, probably top three in the league, maybe yeah. the best. Um, this team is going to run away with this division, and they're going to waltz mean, to my number one seed. I mean, their bullpen's so good that they were able to trade Kimbrel to the Dodgers for Pollock. Like that's how good they are. But um, one thing that needs to be mentioned that's a little scary is uh, Garrett Crochet, their flame-throwing lefty. He, he's out for the season now with Tommy John. Tough, um, but I, I think they, they can. I think they can hold on to it. You know. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I don't think that changes the landscape of the division, but that is a big loss for them. But, yeah, this team offensively, let's not undersell Tim Anderson either, who's one of the best shortstops, if not the best, you know, in the American League. He's right up there anyway. Uh, like, I know he doesn't get mentioned in the same breath as some of the other guys. He should, though. But he should be. Uh, he's a former batting, type, you know, batting champion. Um, he hits for power, and he's a really, really good fielder. Yeah, this team's loaded, man. I, I was very disappointed with how they played in the playoffs last year because I thought they had every ingredient to be a World Series-type team. Um, so we'll see if that manifests this year. But they should, like you said, just run away with this division and waltz into the playoffs and not have too much to worry about. But I like how we both agreed on Kansas City there. Do you see any reason to really – like? If somebody were to like pound the table and say, no, Detroit's the second best team, what's your main argument there? Because I think that there is one to be had that Detroit could rise to number two, no, even though both of us agree Kansas City is there. That's an argument that I think you know you end in a stalemate and you shake hands and walk away. I think either team could take it away. I think if, if the two young pitchers for Detroit step up, and I still think they have Matthew Boyd there, who's a very good pitcher, and... Again, if uh, what's his name Tolkerson at first base is able to mash and their signings do well, I could totally see them finishing ahead of Kansas City. I just like Kansas City's pitching depth a little bit more, and I like their infield depth a little bit more as well. I, that's just kind of what puts me over the top. I mean, we're basically going off on paper here, right? So yeah, of course, on paper, of I think Kansas City's better, and that's why we I think we both have them ahead. Yeah, agreed. I, I just wanted to hear, you know, what you would say because I think, you know, Detroit, their their upgrades they made this this offseason are are very legit, and they they also have a crop of good young players coming up. I do want to spend a minute on Minnesota though, because I think we shouldn't ignore them. This is a really weird team, and they remind me kind of like a team like the Kings or like some of those NBA teams where it's like 
what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win or are you trying to rebuild or are you yeah. trying to like head to the They're stuck in the middle. They're half pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, okay, they, they got the Yankees to take on Donaldson's money. And remember, they traded for Kiner Falefa from Texas and then they just flipped him to the Yankees. They bring in Sanchez and Urshela. They use Donaldson's old money to sign Correa, but only to a, I mean, it's a three year deal, but essentially it's a one year deal because Correa doesn't want to be there. Correa's going to have a great year and then he's going to go somewhere else. Fingers crossed, yeah, or Yankees. They, or they could trade him. You know, this summer, if things are if things aren't going well, because Trim they at the All Star break, yeah, they they have a propensity of doing that uh, of acquiring guys, realizing they're my not antennas really in, are in up for the Yankees. I like Kiner Falefa, but I mean, shit. Yeah, I I don't really know what they're doing. Um, you know, they 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 acquired Chris Paddock for Taylor Rogers in a trade the other day with the Padres. Again, fine. Like they were in. That's on a guy that I think. Starter. That's a young guy that was a stud two years ago that I think they can turn around. That's more of an investment than a Correa signing. But Rogers is a really good reliever too, so yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Again, it's like, okay, did you have to do that? I don't love their rotation, but it's a weird team. Like, if you told me they finished second, I wouldn't bat an eye. I wouldn't be like, oh wow, a lot of things broke right because they have talent. But also, if you told me they finished dead last, like we picked them, then I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, I had them fourth, but who cares? Um, yeah. All right, you ready to move on to the West? Let's do it. AL West, go ahead, Sean. All right, I got uh, I got Oakland, you know, selling everybody off fifth. Uh, I got Texas fourth, the Angels third, Seattle second, and Houston first. Interesting. I had Oakland, Angels, Seattle, Rangers. My Houston. God, I just I really like the two additions that they made, and I just think that they're going to be able to mash all over these teams. They have no pitching. Time. I know, I know, but for me, it's just a weak division. I don't have them making the playoffs. So again, you know, two through five doesn't really matter when you don't have anybody making the playoffs outside of Houston, Seattle. I just think this is a really, really. I want to say they have a lot of depth. And they almost made the playoffs last year, and I think they can continue off of that momentum. They have some good pitchers. And then, again, we both have Oakland in the basement. I don't think we really need to talk about them. For me, the Angels, it's just like outside of Otani, I know they went and got Syndergaard. I'm going to have to see it before I believe it from him because he has not been good over the past, what, year and a half, two years, right? Well, he's both been hurt. Yeah. and I know that they have they have three MVP caliber offensive players in Otani, Trout, and Rendon. But they've had those guys for a few years now, and they haven't made the playoffs. So for me, you know Trout's my boy. You know I think he's probably the greatest baseball player of all time when it's said and done. I know people choke whenever they hear that, but go and look at the fucking numbers. Um but for me, they've had those guys, so it's like they need to show me, and that's why I have them finishing in the basement. So close yeah, to the uh, basement. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not going to spend any time on Oakland. That They've traded everybody, and Montas is next, and then they'll finally totally be done as far as selling players off. Um, maybe you add Sean Murphy and Oriano in that discussion. But, um, you know, Texas to me, Tom, they just don't pitch. They have no pitching. They, they, they invested in Seager and Semien, and that's awesome. They are going to mash, but they have no pitching whatsoever. And I know this doesn't factor into the into our previews, but you know their offseason acquisition of John Gray, he already is on the IL now with blisters, and he got smacked around by Toronto in his first start. I'm like, if that's your opening day starter, 
that's not very good. Yeah, I'm, I agree I'm probably going to be wrong, but I just honestly it was more just like, you know, if Trout and Rendon are listening to this podcast, like fucking get a chip on your shoulder then. Prove me wrong. I I root heavy for the Angels. There you go. Um I think Seattle's going to be really fucking good because they showed that they were good last year. And they called up Julio Rodriguez who another, you know, top prospect, rookie of the year candidate. They've got a lot of good players across the board. They don't have Seager at third base anymore, and they don't really—they never needed him. And I think it's probably good that he retired because now they have Abraham Toro, who's going to get a lot of run there. Who they got from the Astros last season? Uh, Kyle Lewis is coming back. Like this is a good team, um, and they are going to pitch better, especially bringing in Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young last year. That's never a bad thing. Um, Houston obviously is is the best team in this division. And it just sucks that, that the fact that they let Correa go and they bring up this Pena kid and he's already gone deep and he's probably going to be the shortstop of the future. Yeah. He's going to be the shortstop of their future. And so honestly, it's like, I mean, I already had them finishing first, but that kind of put, and they have, they went out and got Goodrum who can, is another guy who's like a, he's like a Kenter. What, K, what is his name? Kenter Falefa. Yeah. I, I think he's a better hitter than him too, but he can play all over the field. Um, they still have El Tuve and Bregman, their core. So uh, this team is by far. They got Brantley as well, and again, Alvarez, Alvarez, who uh, I believe won Rookie of the Year, and now he's not going to have to play first and not pick a single ball all year. He can be DH this year for them full time. And Kyle Tucker, another guy who might be a sleeper MVP candidate. This team's by far the best team in the West. Yep, and Yuli Gurriel, and they have good starters in Framber Valdez. You know, they, they went to game six of the World Series last year. So uh, no matter how badly we want them to sink, you know, they're just not going to. They're they're really, really talented. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that go out there and turn around their career. You look at a Verlander who might have been just bored in Detroit, but he's been electric since there. They also got an Odorizzi. And, Sean, I'm telling you, if you look up and he has 15 wins, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be. I mean, he was he was a good acquisition for him last year, and and now having a healthy Verlander on his one year deal, um, yeah, they lost Granky, but that's okay. They're they're going to be good. They're they're going to be really really good. So uh, we agree across the board on that uh, with Houston. I think all of, our, all of our one seeds pretty much aligned there, and we were almost yep. completely in lockstep. Which honestly, this year I was a little nervous about because I just felt like I didn't have a feel for the teams, but. I guess I do, or both of us just have no fucking clue. We're gonna find out. Um, no, I think I think we're pretty good, and I think we we did a good job of not, you know, using our Yankee bias. Tempering, baby. Yeah. Also, I do believe too, like we fit into that faction of Yankee fans that's just like, okay, show me because mm-hmm. just been beaten down, and it's like, yeah, you can't say that they're not. Sean, better, try not to cry. Say, try not to cry. Markedly better. They're not markedly better. They're not better than the Blue Jays or Rays. So no. Uh, and I'm not crying. I'm doing just fine. Um, let's let's talk about our wild cards here in the AL because there's going to be three of them, Tom. Uh, yeah, you threw 12. me for a loop with that one. I forgot about that. Well, I thought I that was going into effect next year. No. Well, I, so, I audibled. Um, I'll give you my three wild cards and rank them in a row, and then I'll give you my three division winners. I've got Kansas City six, Yankees fifth, and then finishing right in front of them, Tampa Bay. I got Tampa, New York, and Seattle. Okay. There's going to be three AL East teams that get it. So 
Um, yeah, I have three AL East teams as well. So my question to you is, what is the five six play, and then the five six plays the four? Yeah, okay. I believe that's exactly how they set it up. That, yep. that would make sense. But given that it's baseball, I, who the fuck knows? Um, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? What do you think about that? You got the Yankees fifth. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's. I think the the second best or the best wild card team is going to come out of the AL East. And to me, I believe that's going to be Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Seattle's going to get a lot of wins in that division because outside of Houston, I just don't think that division's very good, especially if they're going to be able to beat up on Oakland. If they treat them like some of the AL East teams have treated Baltimore over the last few years, that's going to result in a lot of victories. And then I have the Yankees, obviously, just because I think they're a really good team. I, I still think this is a 95, 96 win team, yep. but they're going to be battling in the gauntlet that is the AL East. They're not going to rack up enough wins to secure the first or second wild card but they're going to get in and then obviously yankee fans are going to say well this is this is how it is again you're fighting right. for the wild card so you have i know we weren't going to do a full playoff bracket but we're talking yankees and that's our thing you have yankees playing seattle in the first round mm-hmm. of the wild card i have yankees playing kc okay. i think the yankees take that game and they go on to face the rays and they lose how do you feel? now remember all series are two two out of three now the wild card is Yep. Even the play, there's no more playing game. No, it's two out of three. Oh my god! I'm stopping the pod. I'm going home. I am home. It's like it's like what they did in 2020. Uh, this is when, like, this is gonna go fans. on. Are we gonna be playing baseball into January? No, it's gonna be the same as 2020. Those those series, they, there's no off days. So if it's a best of three, you know, you're you're playing those games, and it's all where the the higher seed is. This so is so fucking Yankees. stupid. How about we just make every team? How about we just let every team make the playoffs? Who knows? <laughs> Oakland think, could win the World Series. Who knows? I think they wanted to. I think they wanted 14 when they proposed it, and then the players' union said 12. <sighs> Fuck and me. They agreed man. on that. It's just there. These everybody's so greedy. Okay, whatever. Regardless, you have in a in a best out of three series, Yankees playing Seattle. I have Yankees playing KC. Um, I have the Yankees taking that. How do you feel? Yeah, I think once you get into the playoffs and you have Garrett Cole starting a game, I think you have an advantage over whomever you're playing. Let's hope so. And then they're going to move on and take on the Rays, and I think that's where their season ends. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Tampa's a better team. We'll see how the season plays out, but as of now, yeah, I think Tampa's a better team. All right, give me your three through one, the division winners in the AL. Yeah, so I have um, I have Toronto being the third, and again, it's more product of the division. They might yep. be the best of the three, but they're they're going to have a tougher road to get there, and which will result in less wins. And then I think, personally, I think the Astros will be the best, and then right in the middle there at the two will be the White Sox. So for me, I just have that flip flopped. I think that outside of, I don't I listen. I think Detroit could be good, but I don't think they're going to. So I think the AL Central is going to be even easier than the AL West. So I think that the White Sox outside of Kansas City are going to have the ability to beat up on those bottom three teams. Yep. Um, so it, for me, it's just I think they're going to have a better record. I think they're going to have an easier schedule. Um, all right, moving on. Who are going to face off in the, uh, a- in the ALCS? I think it's going to be Toronto and Houston. I have Toronto and um, who is it? Sorry, 
Uh, yeah, I have Toronto and Houston as well. Because that's uh, no, excuse me, that's a two-three seed. What do I have? I have the Jays and the I have the Jays and the White Sox. I don't know if that could even play out that way with how I have it ranked, but that's what I have. So who fucking cares? <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, the White Sox have. This is two straight years now with them flaming out in the playoffs. I mean, they lost that two out of three series to Oakland a couple of years ago, and obviously they lost in the playoffs to Houston last year. This is a team that there's going to be a lot of talk about them. They're no longer this little, like, hey, feel-good story. No, you got to no, fucking go out the there year. and produce. Yeah, and again, because of the division that they're in, they don't really have an excuse. Um, and, Tom, I'll, I'll just skip ahead. I have I have the Blue Jays representing the AL in the World Series. Who do you have again? I'm sorry, I missed that. I have Toronto representing the the AL in the World Series. Oh man, we're just we're we're simpatico today, my friend. I have Toronto as well. I think they're just the best team. If they if they do what a lot of their projections say, what ingredient don't they have? They have the starting pitching. They have the bullpen. They have the defense. They have the offense. They have everything that you need to dominate. And once you get into the playoffs, you don't have the gauntlet that is the regular season. You're not playing the Yankees and Rays and Red Sox, you know, 19 times each. Yep. So I think when it's all said and done, it's kind of like that team that plays in the powerhouse conference. And it's like, okay, they're, they're just ready to go. They're They're, they're already, yep. They're already, they're already more conditioned to win um, than some of these other teams are. And we've seen that in the playoffs in recent years. I mean, I think part of Tampa's success and even Boston's last year getting in the ALCS was they had to deal with, even though the Yankees weren't what everybody wanted them to be, they were technically a playoff team. You had Tampa who won the division. You had the Blue Jays who were one game out of making the playoffs. I think that shit matters. Absolutely. You're just, you're battle tested. You're battle tested, baby. You're battle tested. All right, let's give some individual awards out, and then we'll move on to the senior circuit, as um, old baseball people like to call it. Okay. Cy Young, my friend, who do you have? You know, I, I, I struggled with this one because I didn't want to be a homer, and I was also really trying to go up and down and see, like, okay, who do I really like here? I mean, Robbie Ray won last year. You've got some guys in Toronto. But I still think when it's all said and done, I think Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in the American League. Okay. Is he what he was in Houston? I don't know, but I still think when it's all said and done, I mean, he finished second in the Cy Young last year, and he didn't even have that great of a second half. I think if he can just be what we expect him to be, he, he's the best pitcher. He's the best starter in the AL. That's never a bad pick. You know, when I pick my awards, I like to kind of tie it into the finish, the seating, and, and who's going to have a good year. So for me, it's not looking good right now because he is headed to the 10-day IL. Um, with abdominal something or another. Um, but I have the White Sox finishing in first. I have Lucas Giolito winning the Cy Young yeah. Award. Um, again, I tried to pretend it was Thursday last night, and that was my pick. I even actually said it on uh, the Dino Hypecast. Uh, my other ginger co-host Ryan asked me who I who he thought who I thought was going to win Cy Young. He had Cole, as did you, um, and I had Giolito. So I'm sticking with it. I think I picked Giolito. You picked no, him one pick year. Giolito. You picked yeah, him one year or another, year. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have picked him last year. I had Cole in 20. Either way, I mean, that's not a bad pick. He's going to be a fucking stud. All right. Rookie of the year. This, I mean, you could have probably looked at 90% of each team and picked their best prospect and, and had a pretty good bet at it. Who do you have winning rookie of the year in the AL? 
this was a really hard pick for me, but I ended up going with Julio Rodriguez of Seattle. Okay. All right. I, I like that pick. I think that's, I, I wouldn't call it a sleeper pick, but he's definitely not top on the odds. I like that pick. For me, I have Kansas City making the playoffs. I have Bobby Witt Jr. winning Rookie of the Year. I think this guy's an absolute stud, and I think he's going to go off. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And and we those are our picks, but let me just throw a couple other names in there to watch. I mean, Adley Rutschman, like I mentioned, for Baltimore. You've got Riley Green. You've got fucking Spencer Torkelson, who took the first, starting first baseman job in, in Detroit. Like, these guys are going to just be unbelievable. And obviously, yep. Jeremy, Jeremy Pena, the shortstop for Houston, too. So they are... It is ridiculous. The The amount of great stacked, young talent man. coming up this year is fucking awesome. Yep. Very stacked. And baseball's gotten a lot younger over the past probably 10 years, which I love to see. Um, yeah, and some of these guys not being held back by service time. You know, play, they're actually finally, starting yeah. the season, which we need. So, No doubt about it. All right. Final thing before we move over to the NL, MVP. Yeah, so I went with Bo Bichette. Uh, oh, I, baby. I, I really, I I know there's probably, I mean, you said it perfectly, four guys for Toronto that you would say would be, wouldn't surprise you if they won. And I think Bo Bichette, I mean, what he did last year, hitting 40 bombs, he plays a great shortstop. I think he is kind of the leader of that team. Guerrero might be the most explosive of the young guys on Toronto, but I think Bichette's overall like the leader and the best. And I think he's gonna I think he's gonna take that claim and, and win AL MVP this year. I picked a different Blue Jay. I have Vladdy Jr. Sure. I just It's a great pick. I think it's gonna be one of those years where you look at his numbers and you just like are are literally blown away. I think he's gonna have a hundred and probably ten, hundred and fifteen RBIs. I think he's gonna get close to sixty bombs, believe it or not. And not to mention I think he's probably gonna hit in the two seventies, two eighties. It's a great pick. It's um, I think it's the betting favorite. Pick, it's a layup so. pick, but I, anytime I also you do think that, he's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, we over we overthink these things sometimes, where we try to be different. But like, why don't you just be smart? I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is if he's the favorite to win the MVP, that's not a bad pick if you take it. Kind of how I felt about Cole, you know. Absolutely. All right, you ready to move on to the other side? Let's do it, baby. All right, we're moving right along here. Um, let's start off as we always do in the East NL East. This is going to be interesting. Sean, you know, I'm a closet Mets fan. I'm just going to yep. say tempering expectations. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to hear you talk about them. I got Washington at the bottom. They stink. Um, <laughs> I got Miami finishing fourth. I've got Philly finishing third. I've got the Mets finishing second. I've got Atlanta, the world defending world series champion, Atlanta Braves finishing first. And again, two divisions in a row. We're on to the NL Central. I am I am right there with you. The Nats, I mean, outside of a couple of players, I guess you could say they have Corbin um, and a few decent offensive players, including obviously another MVP candidate in Soto. They really don't yeah. have much going on. They lost Scherzer. They lost a bunch of other players. They traded away Turner last year as well. Um, their basement. Florida, they're on the come up. They have a lot of really sneaky pickups. I obviously think Jazz is an electric player, um, but I, I their think their pitching's really good. Their pitching is really good, but I think they're a few years away. I mean, they've got Alcantara. I mean, obviously, you've got Sixto Sanchez. I mean, they're 
they're going to be a really damn good team, I think, from the pitching and defensive sides. Be... I just don't know how they're going to score a lot of runs. That's more my concern. Honestly, they're they're kind of the opposite of the Red Sox in the sense that the Red Sox are a heavy hitter and they're a, they're a heavy pitcher. But they're going to be like our fourth seed in the AL East where it's just like it's going to be a fucking grind to beat them. Yep. Uh, three, Philly. I mean, they just have too much talent to be below these basement teams. But, I, I mean, I still don't see them beating the top two teams. That's just honestly how I feel. No, I feel the same exact way. I mean, I outside of, obviously, you know, the top two in the rotation, I don't like anybody in, uh, out of their pitching. No, that was that's what I was hung up on because I think their offense is pretty formidable. It's very formidable. I mean, you could make a case with the DH now that they might be – they might have one of the best lineups in baseball. You bring in Schwarber, you bring in uh, Castellanos already, you know, to add to Harper. Realmuto and MVP Hoskins. And, yep, and obviously Didi puts up numbers. I mean, this team's fucking loaded, Gene Segura. They got another but, young uh, shortstop that we got to look out for as well. Yeah, they do. They do. I think Didi's kind of on borrowed time, but... Uh, yeah, they're they're pitching outside of the top two in that rotation is just not very good, and I don't like their bullpen. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the Mets. Let's, okay. Again, tempering expectations. We talked about it already on our most recent pod. You already have the best pitcher in baseball and one of probably the best pitcher of the last ten years in Jacob Degrom on the IL. And for me, that's what stopped me is injuries. And this team just feels like bad luck Chuck. And they're always fucking getting hurt in the in the most inopportune times. And the Braves, I think, are just going to run it back. They get the Braves, just to talk about them real quick, they get Acuna back. And I understand that they lose Freddie Freeman. But did they really lose? They probably got a player that's 90% of Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. I think he's better than Freddie Freeman. he's just not what what Freddie Freeman was to that franchise. But at this stage in his career, he's going to hit for more power. He's a great defensive first baseman, so you don't lose anything there. And, you know, I I think at this stage of his career, it's not a knock on Freeman. It's just how highly I think of Olsen. I I think they upgraded amazingly enough, which is almost impossible to say when you lose a player of Freeman's caliber. Absolutely. And and I don't think we really need to talk much about the Braves because I think they're probably the second best team in the NL behind the Dodgers and they're the reigning World Series champions. And again, the only thing that they lost, according to you, which I tend to agree with, they upgraded at. And not to mention, they're upgrading in center field to probably, I don't know what, a top three player in baseball? Yep. And, you, you know, they, they kept Duvall. And he's going to get a lot of DH at bats. Dansby Swanson had guy a hits great home runs. year. Ozzy Albies. I mean, we don't have to name their roster. And they brought back Rosario, who was a postseason hero for them and is going to fill in great while, you know, obviously Acuna is still not ready to come back yet. He's probably, you know, beginning of May, middle of May. And he's going to be that really great utility guy who plays everywhere and hits for home run, and hits home runs. So, yeah, they're, they're fucking they're, – they're an incredible baseball team. Absolutely. Now, back to my Mets. I love everything that they did. Going out and getting thank God they went out and got Max Scherzer because the guy is an incredible pitcher. Another really great pickup and he pitched incredibly yesterday was Chris Bassett. Six scoreless innings early in the year. We love to see it. The back end of their rotation has a couple sleepers in it as well. I think Carrasco coming off obviously the um 
the cancer that he had and whatnot. I think he's going to have a pretty decent comeback year. And Tajon Walker was an all-star last year. Not to mention, I mean, if if what's his face the the reliever what's his name Lugo no not Lugo the other one um the guy that they got from Seattle oh Diaz if he can just I, I think he's on the DL right now but if he can just like figure it out a little bit and they freed him up because I think Lugo's going to be their closer if he can just be a solid bullpen ace, as they call him, they went out and got Adovino. I like all the moves that they made on the on the pitching end. And then offensively, I think they're going to be one of the better teams as well. Because my big thing is, I think it's physically impossible for Lindor to have a worse year than he did last year. Yeah, you, you certainly would, you would bet on him regressing to the mean which is you know an an mvp type player yep and then obviously you still have mcneil you still have the big polar bear at first base i think you i think you upgrade that that uh jonathan vr position with eduardo escobar i think he can play all over the infields and he can i think he should probably play over jd davis i think that's run its course and now that now that cano can dh that's that's a very interesting because that guy I feel like at a hundred years old he's still going to be able to hit. For sure, and you've still got Dom Smith who Dom Smith you, you who can, made an All Star team last year I believe. Yeah, you can have him DH too. You know, kind of have that, or he'll play first base. Starling Marte I still didn't mention. Marcana they brought in. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think McCann's going to have a better year behind the plate and at, and at the plate too. They were already talking about year. on the broadcast how he changed his stance, and I love when a guy changes his stance. I mean, if you're ever in a slump and you want me to think you're doing well, just change your stance. Do something crazy. Like be a <laughs> Cal Ripken. The guy changed his stance every 10 minutes. I know. He really did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is a great team. Uh, I, this is a great team on paper. Yeah. The thing with the Mets over the last few years is that have they really ever made a move that we were like, "Ooh, that sucks," but at all, no. But it also, they haven't works worked out. out, right? So I need to see the change. I think truly, and I know you're going to agree with me here, and it's a little salty for us Yankee fans. Is the biggest change for them is is bringing in Buck Showalter because I, I I do believe that in today's baseball, if you're a really good team, I think in overall sports outside of football. If you're a really good team, talent wins out more so than, you know, coaches or X and O's or any of that. But having a competent manager, it, it you don't lose games because of them. Like, they might win two or three more because of Buck, but they're going to lose a lot less because the manager is incompetent. You Absolutely. know, no offense to Rojas and obviously I think uh, he's plenty, in- of, plenty of offense to Mickey Callaway, but those are your last <laughs> two managers. I mean, for the love of God, you can't really do worse than that. And yeah. to have Buck Showalter now leading the leading the charge there, I mean, the clubhouse is going to be better. You're never going to be outsmarted, or we you love know, you're, you're going to have the upper hand in strategy every single game. And we that's love that pickup. That you feel really comfortable about. We love that pickup since the since it was announced, and I think he's the perfect blend of he's not you know Tony Larusa where it's like. You know, it's like we're watching Moneyball when he's talking about the pitcher's girlfriend and how he has no confidence or whatever. He's not that, but he's got that a little bit of old school in him, but he also he also listens and he respects all the new analytics and the new school. He's the perfect blend. And finally, I hate to say it, no diss to either of them, but they have an adult in the room and a guy that can lead a team. And that's what they needed. 
That's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, managers in today's baseball, depending on the franchise, you know, that you're that you're a part of, you're going to have advantages with analytics and all that. You pretty much just need to keep the locker room and the clubhouse together over 162 games. And it was very evident that the last two managers couldn't do that. And Buck easily will. And that helps, you know, teams play better and it helps teams stay loose. And for whatever Boone shortcomings are, everybody says, you know, playing for him and is, is a great thing. And obviously Buck has the upper hand in every single schematic situation, you know, in, in over the course of a game. He'll never be outsmarted. He'll never be outmanaged. And I think just showing up to the ballpark every day, knowing that you had the smartest manager in between the two teams is a really good feeling. Absolutely. You ready to move on to the central? Let's do it. All right, Sean. I've let you lead off, so keep it moving. All right. I got Pittsburgh finishing last. I got Cincinnati finishing fourth. I have um, the Cubs finishing third. I have the Cardinals finishing second. And obviously that means that I have the Milwaukee Brewers finishing first. Same. <laughs> you got anything? Okay. You got anything crazy you want to talk about here? I think – the only thing I will say about the bottom two teams is Cincinnati. I mean, they're finally bringing up. He got hurt a little bit. That absolute stud pitcher in Hunter Green, and he's a yep. he's one of the favorites to win Rookie of the Year, and he can fucking mash too. Yeah, and look out. You know, they do have um, they do have Castillo, who if they're as bad as everybody thinks they will be, you know, he's going to be a very attractive trade piece. Yankees uh, come July. Yankees. Listen yep. to the pod. Anybody that's available, I'm probably going to be saying Yankees. <laughs> well, that's that is tradition. Um, and and for Pittsburgh, obviously they locked up Cabrian Hayes. They gave him an eight year, seventy million dollar deal. Let's see him be healthy this year, please. I know it wasn't yeah. a great start the other Big day. Big time favorite to uh, to win Rookie of the Year last year. Yep. All right, so let's talk about our two playoff teams because I think the Cubs. I mean, I know they got Stroman and I know they got a few other pieces, but uh, I don't. I don't know. This team's in like a half-ass rebuild. You know they are, but they real fast. They are kind of sneaky decent because I don't know. Did you see who closed the game out for them the other day? Who was it? David Robertson's their closer. Oh, okay. Well, they bring in they bring in Clint. They bring in Seiya uh, Suzuki, who was the top. They have a lot Japanese of young players that came still. over. Ian Happ is off to a ridiculous start. Yeah. Um, you know, they they brought in Stroman, as you said. Yeah, I think third is the perfect place to place them, but let's not completely overlook them because they did bring in some nice pieces that I think will help. No, you're right. They're right in the middle of the division is right where they need to be. But that brings me to the Cardinals. I mean, this team just knows how to win. And for me, it, it's they're going to find their way into that six wild card spot. Um, obviously, I like... And bringing back Pujols, that was obviously more of a sentimental thing, especially now that they have that full-time DH available. Um, Arenado and Goldschmidt are, are going to kill it. And I really like Dylan Carlson. I really like Harrison. Uh, I think it's Bader out yep. there. And I love their staff. I, I know Flaherty is on the is on the IL to start, but I think Miles Mil- Milakis or whatever his name is is going to have a huge comeback here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they have a few other good starters, including Wainwright, who still seems to be doing it. Yeah, he's still doing it. He's he's really good, and they're just the most safe bet every year. Jordan Hicks back, you, by the way, throwing a million. Yep, and you didn't mention Tyler O'Neill, who already is off to a hell of a start yep. this year, too. Uh, and you got Paul DeJong at shortstop. So th- this team's really, really solid. 
they're going to win a lot of ball games, uh, especially, you know, prying on the bottom of that division is going to help a lot. And that leads us to the Milwaukee Brewers finishing first. I just think when you lead a rotation with uh, Woodruff and obviously Corbin Burns, that's always a good thing. Um, you've got Williams coming back from the DL uh, this year uh, as the reliever. You've obviously got uh, Hater. So their pitching staff really is they, their pitching staff probably four deep. That could be two starters or possibly a one with Woodruff on on a lot of other teams. And their lineup is is good. It's not great, but it's good, and they're better than any other team in this division. Yep, and and Yelich has to get back to Yelich form because the last two years have not been good for him. Yeah, honestly, and I kind of wanted to talk to you about this. There's two guys that I had my eye on that have been, to say the least, disappointing over the last two years that I have my eye on, and they're both left-handed hitting outfielders. And that's hmm. obviously Yelich. You mentioned him. And even more importantly is Cody Bellinger. Yep. What the fuck is going on, my guy? You hit fucking, like, what? Below? He might have been below the Mendoza line last year. This guy won an MVP. Are you kidding me? You don't regress that much. And the guy's only, like, 26. What is going on? He was one I of the probably see. top five players in baseball, defensively and offensively. And I just, what is going on? Does he have a I drinking problem? The, I want to save. Whoa, I want to save the uh, Bellinger talk for for the Dodgers. But yeah, I mean for Yelich, I mean he's falling off a cliff, and they need him to be what he was, which was an MVP candidate. Because this team is so different if he's playing to that level. I still think they're good enough to win the division, even if he's playing at like sixty percent of what he was. But his last two years have really been bad, and they can't really afford that no matter how good their pitching is. Completely agree. All right, Milwaukee's winning that division. You, you and I both agree. I think we were in lockstep there. We're really, we're really simpatico. Um, this is good. This means that we were prepared, which is what people want and expect from us, and, and you know, we, we try to give everybody that. To the NLS. West, um, I'll go real fast here. I, I don't think it's that hard. Um I've got Arizona finishing last. I've got Colorado finishing fourth. I've got the Giants finishing third. I've got the Padres finishing second. And shocker, shocker, I have the Dodgers finishing first. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> We're the same again. Um, you jinxed it. This is this is absolutely incredible. We are the same again. No arguments there. Arizona doesn't have the talent, unfortunately. Uh, Bumgarner is – I'm hoping because I picked him up in fantasy. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But He'll be fine. That's really all I have. Colorado, a head scratcher with the Chris Bryant signing makes uh, no fucking sense. I I don't know. I, honestly, it's kind of depressing because Chris Bryant is such a great player, and and listen, he's on my fantasy team as well. He's going to put up the numbers, but he's going to be kind of in limbo there. Um, I'd like to know how you can explain to a fan base that you traded a superior third baseman just so you could bring in and say that you spent money on Chris Bryant. Yeah, I mean, Within, like it makes no sense. Like I made fun of the Twins before for not really totally knowing what they're doing every year. The Rockies are the are are like the steroided up version of the Twins. Like yeah. they just don't make any fucking sense with the moves they make. Not at all. They are Sacramento. Um, yes. All right, that was a Kings reference, by the way, for people that people that are falling asleep it. listening to us, which nobody should be. Um, San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, they had Bryant. They let him walk, so that's obviously a loss. They lost Gosman. Um, 
they still have wood, but and web, and web, but I, I just losing Bryant for me was just like, all right, this team's not making the playoffs. To me, this was this team last year. No matter how good they were, and we got to give them their props for winning that division. Anytime you can beat out the Dodgers to win that division is really fucking amazing. And you know, if it wasn't the fact that they had to play the Dodgers in the wild card round, they probably would have gone deeper in the playoffs. But with Webb, with Wood, they have they have pitching. But Tom, I think a lot of what happened last year with them was done with smoke and mirrors. It was they got so many great seasons out of older players who we just were waiting to fall off and never really did. Yeah. You're asking a lot of those guys to duplicate what they did last year in a lot of their twilight years. I just don't know how you can expect them to do that again. Um, and when you look at the Padres and the Dodgers, I just don't think they're better. And obviously you don't need Not at all. Um, all right. So for the Padres, here's how I feel about that. I mean, it's tough, obviously, losing possibly the best player in baseball and the most fun player in baseball, let's face it, and Fernando Tatis. The Padres, I think, Sean, I think I'd have an incredibly strong argument saying that any other division in baseball, they'd be the winner. Yes. And it's unfortunate for them that they are in the same division as a every year. I, I feel like for the last four years, I've said it, but every single year they get better and they're an all-star team in the Dodgers. But... This team is pretty fucking close. I mean, I loved the trade for Manea that they just recently made. Mm-hmm. I mean, even losing Tatis for, I think it was like a two-month injury, this team offensively, defensively, and pitching is stacked top to bottom. And they brought up C.J. Abrams, who if he plays the way he's supposed to play at shortstop, we might have seen the last of Fernando Tassis Jr., the shortstop. They might just keep him out in right field because Absolutely. CJ Abrams is a fucking stud. And that was my take on our most recent pod was I legitimately think that um, that Tatis Jr. may become a full-time outfielder, which is okay. I mean, the fact that Will Myers might be a part-time player, Trent Grisham is an incredible center fielder, and he's going to hit, like, what, eighth, ninth? Yeah. I mean, the upgraded first base with Voight, because Hosmer hasn't really been the same. Um, he's kind of on the decline, I guess you could yep. say. Oh, you can definitely say that. Yeah, he's Krohn, still a good player, but yeah. not for what that month, not for what that contract is. No, they tried I, to trade it. They they really did everything they could to try to trade it. They may. But nobody. I don't nobody know if they're going to release him or designate him. We'll have to see. Maybe he can just spell um, Luke Voigt and play a little bit of DH as well. Um, but again, they still have Machado. Crowenworth was an all-star last year. Nola, great catcher. I mean, what what else do we have to say? Do you really want me to name this entire roster? Look at their pitchers. Well, their pitchers, that's where I was going next. And, and I mean, you, you have a rotation of, of Darvish and Snell and Musgrove and Medea. I mean, this team is so loaded. The and five some starter of top... is like is Dyson Lamet or Denelson right. Lamet, and that guy could probably be a three starter anywhere else. Yeah, and, and they also have their some of their best pitching pro, some of their best prospects are pitchers that aren't all that far away either. So between you know the veterans that they have, they should win so many games simply because of their their rotation. You give you know you're getting a quality start every single time out, if not a great start every time out. Plus, if you the defense, told me they can that, catch the ball. 
If you told me that the Dodgers had a little bit of a hiccup in the first two months and that somehow San Diego rolled it all the way through and won the division, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, they would need a Giants type year last year. Yes. You know, where where the Dodgers won 106, but the Giants won 107. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the only way. That's the only way that they win this division. And then I guess that just segues us right over to the Dodgers, where it's the best team in baseball. It's an all-star team, as you said. Legitimately. I mean, they what I what I give them so much credit for is, you know, obviously they have Andrew Friedman who ran the Rays for a long time, you know, it, leading their leading their um, general manager and the front office. So he's he develops players through the system on this team either to trade them or to promote them. And then they spend like we wish the Yankees would spend where it's a blank check every time. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that they bring in Freddie Freeman when you already have Max Muncie and it's like, well, what do you do with Max Muncie? It's like, yeah, he'll DH, he'll play second. He'll play first on the days. Freeman doesn't like, we'll figure it out. He's they got Mookie, yeah. they've got Trey Turner. They've got Justin Turner back. They've got Will Smith, not our Will Smith or the the slapper, uh, the other Will Smith. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> but um, it's it's great. Oh, by the way, uh, that Will Smith banned from the Oscars for ten years. Nice, uh, nice little penalty right there. So uh, anybody who thought it was staged, you're wrong. Um, really do like the makeup of this team, and of course their rotation is fucking great. And they bring in Craig Kimbrell because they lost Kenley Jansen, who we didn't mention signed for the Braves. But I don't think it's that much of a loss. No, um, probably about the same has, at he this hasn't point. Really in their been good. Probably so, I mean, what can you say about this team, Tom? I mean, they brought back Chris Taylor, too, who doesn't even have an everyday spot. Like, no. the biggest question is, and maybe you can go into a little bit more because I, I put the brakes on you when you were talking about Milwaukee, is this Cody Bellinger elephant in the room? I, I mean, again, I was right. He was He's 26. And, Sean, I, can you – what is going on? Like, what the fuck? I yeah. think there's going to be a story, and I obviously was joking. And I, you know, you got to take the, the the addiction problems more seriously. But I think there's something's going to come out that there's some something's going on. Either he has an injury that nobody knows about, or I, I don't know. Because I mean, I'm going to give you his 2019 numbers. Because 2020, who cares? Because it was the it was the COVID shortened season. He won an MVP, 305, 47 bombs, 115 RBIs. And not to mention 15 stolen bases. And I think he won a gold glove that year as well. Moving down to 2021, 165, 10 home runs, 36 RBIs. And he didn't even steal bases because he was never on base to steal them. What <laughs> the fuck? I know. It's, it's a worse version of Sanchez. I mean, honestly, it would. A least, thousand you know, times but... worse than Sanchez. Yeah, Bellinger, Bellinger, never MVP, but. exactly. Not to uh, uh, not to mention like Bellinger after 2019. It's like if you're listing off the best players in baseball at that time, you're probably saying like Trout. I don't know, uh, Altuve. Uh, Bellinger's in the top five. I know. And now he's Dude. batting ninth eighth seventh at best for the Dodgers this guy you just penciled him into the three or four hitter I it's a shocker and and he's he needs to figure it out because I really root for him it's it's a great point I I, I've never seen anything like it that's exactly right we have never seen anything like this just to fall off a cliff 
Right, especially after reaching such highs. You know, like we make fun of guys like Bird or Sanchez. Yeah, those were those were pretty seismic declines. And even like, you know, like Glaber last year. Like Glaber had 68 home runs in his first two years combined and has 12 cents. Like that's really crazy. But Bellinger was in rookie of the year in 17, MVP in 19. I mean, this guy is one of the, you know, faces of baseball two, three years ago. And now he might be without a roster spot. And that's a credit to the Dodgers where it's like, listen, we don't know you shit, bro. Like we have better players all over and some who aren't even getting playing time. If you don't produce, you're not playing. No. And it's like the only guy I can really think of that kind of fell off a cliff was Dale Murphy, former Brave. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I mean, at least he won like two or three. He had much, a much longer career. He's a borderline hall of famer probably should be in. Right. Yeah, yeah, Murphy for sure. It's it's this was it's only weird. this was much more, I guess, abrupt. Twenty six years old. Yeah, abrupt is the perfect word. Yeah, I mean, I, this is a guy whose trajectory said he's going to be a forty home run guy and maybe first the next ballot Hall of Famer, of the Dodgers, yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, and listen, he's again. You could say twenty six. You kind of said it there as a glass half full. You could also look at it as a glass half empty. He's only twenty six. Yeah, well, and, and two is it does. I look much more at players' service time than I do their age. You know, like for any Torres defender, is like, well, he's only twenty five. I'm like, he's been in the league. This is his fifth year in the league. Yeah. Like, this, this is not soon when you start. And that's what eventually what happened with Sanchez. I don't mean to keep you know reverting back to him, but I think it's a fair comparison to the fact that when he came up in sixteen, he almost. You know, he was an MVP candidate, and he only played two months. In 17, he was amazing. And after that, it looked like he just forgot how to hit. Mm -hmm. And when people kept saying, well, he's young, it's like, yeah, but, you know, you got to the point where he had more bad years than he had good years. And if you get to that point with Bellinger, it doesn't matter what 2017 and 2019 were. Those, even though it doesn't feel like it, were, you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. No, I agree. I think this is a huge year for him, and he's gotten off to a slow start. But, we're again, we're only two games in. I mean, it's the start of the season, so we're going to have to wait and see. All right, let's let's uh, let's list the playoffs in order. Six through one. Give me your three wild card teams, Sean. Yes, sir. So I've got the New York Mets as one of them. Um, I've got the St. Louis Cardinals as one of them, and I've got the San Diego Padres as one of them. So one per division. We are in lockstep again. Things are a little more. Things are a little more spread out in the NL. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a division. I mean, unless people really do buy into the Phillies or buy into the Giants, but I don't think you have a division like you have in like the AL East. No, and I'm not. And I'm not betting on either of those um, either. All right, give me the give me the three through one of the division winners, and then we'll pick our championship series and our. World Series. I think the Brewers are the worst of the three division winners. Um, uh, even though they might have an opportunity for more wins, uh, I think they're the worst when it just comes down to overall talent. I've got the Braves as the second best team, defending champions. We talked about them, and then obviously the Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball. Go chalk. Sometimes don't over have don't have to overthink shit. I mean, they're they're the best team in the game. Agree with you completely. I just flip-flop the Brewers and the Braves for the exact reason that you said. I don't think they're a better team by any means. I just think that they're in a lesser division and have an opportunity to win more games. Which makes sense. I use that as my argument in in, in the AL. So, 
makes sense. Yeah, no big deal. All right, my friend. We are on to the championship series. What's your matchup, and who is your eventual representative for the NL in the World Series? Let's run it back. Dodgers, Braves. Except this time the Dodgers end up winning and get to the World Series. Let's run it back, Dodgers, Braves. Same thing. Dodgers go to the World Series. So we've Dodgers, Blue Jays for me. Dodgers, Blue Jays for me as well. Before we name the World Series champs, you want to go over some individual awards here really quick, and then we'll, we'll go on to our World Series champs? Absolutely. Start us off. All right. I'm going to start us off this time. Cy Young Award winner. The guy has got to step up because you're missing Jacob deGrom. Max Scherzer for Cy Young. Ooh. You think he's going to pitch enough, huh? I do. I think he's going to stay healthy enough, and I just think this guy is such a fucking bulldog. I love him. He is. I had a tough time um, with the NL Cy Young because there's so many great pitchers. Um, you know, just real fast, uh, you, you talk about how great the Dodgers are going to be. I mean, a couple of them are already listed here as possible Cy Young winners. Yep. But I'm actually going to go with Max Fried of the Atlanta Braves. Ooh. I think he's really – Taking it up a level. You and uh, you and pitching. my you and my other co-hosts are just talk about simpatico again. He had Cole and Max Freed. Look at that. I love it. I was really really close to taking Walker Bueller. I took Walker Bueller last year. I know um, he's tempting so every year. He is, and Julio Urias is on this list. Brandon Woodruff isn't a bad one. I mentioned Logan Webb from San Francisco had a great year last year, yeah. but I just. I love what Max Freed brings to the table. I think he's going to take it even another step up for how good he was in the postseason. All right, give me your rookie of the year. All right, so rookie of the year. This one was this one was an interesting one. Um, but I have O'Neill Cruz of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay, I have C.J. Abrams. Yeah, of the San Diego fair. Padres. I mean, it kind of just coincides with what I was saying. I think he's going to start at shortstop and just. Not really steal the job from Tatis because obviously Tatis is a, is a better player, but he's probably a better fit at shortstop, and he's just not going to give it back, though. Yeah, uh, that's it, it's good reasoning by you. I, I I think that's a really solid pick. You know, he's he's the one guy that through all their wheeling and dealing have refused to trade. So yep. All right, MVP. Before we move on to the World Series. I'm going to do a repeat of last year because I think he's approaching the territory of being the best player in the sport. And that's Juan Soto. The team's not going to be good, but he's, he's going to be insane. And we're looking at the first 50 million a year player. I think when his contract's up. Wow. Okay. For me, I think again, we talked about how the Dodgers are an all-star team. I think one all-star is going to rise above the rest and prove himself as a true MVP and a platinum glove type player. So he is a five tool player and that's Mookie Betts. Yeah. It's so funny how you could have said that. And everybody also could have been thinking, Oh yeah, he's talking about Trey Turner. Yep. <laughs> like that's how funny. Who did you think? Be. Who did you or, think I was talking about when you said, I know where he's going. I knew you were talking about Mookie. Yeah. Trey Turner is a good I, pick I, too. Yeah. I wouldn't have been shocked if you went Trey Turner, but I knew you were talking about Yep. All right. World Series. Sean, this is another easy one. We're being super efficient with this pod because we're in agreement with everything, pretty much. 
We both have the Dodgers against the Toronto Blue Jays. Who do you have winning and how many games? The Dodgers in five. Okay. I have the Dodgers as well. I had them in six. I think the Jays are going to be able to hold on for one game longer than you thought. You know, six is the always the best bet because we see how fluid a best of seven series is really in any sport. Like there's very one sided series that goes six games. Yep. Um, but I, I think the Dodgers are going to be that dominant. Yeah, it really is amazing to me that they've only won once in this like six, seven year window. It's, it's pretty I will, crazy. I will tell you what, given this season with the big Freddie Freeman signing, personally, out of all sports, I think if the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year, it may be the biggest disappointment in the last like, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. Yeah, we'll obviously have to see how it plays out. You know, if they get the injury bug and a couple of their best players and pitchers get hurt and miss of course, but if they time, but yeah. if they have the year that we're thinking they're going to have, where they win close to probably a hundred, they probably won a hundred and six, a hundred and ten, maybe even again, yep. and everything goes the way they plan it, and then they choke in the playoffs. I think it'll be one of the biggest disappointments in the last twenty years, possibly of all time. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean the. The stakes are very high, and Dave Roberts, who's usually pretty reserved, came out and said we're winning the World Series this year. So yeah, put the target on your back. You have to. I mean, everybody already to. thought that anyway, so he might as well say it. Yeah, and, and you know, for the Blue Jays' point of view, I, you know, they're so good, but we don't know how young players and players who haven't been on that stage, you know, we're picking them to be in the World Series – it's not like this is a team that's been in the playoffs the last few years. They haven't even made the postseason. So sometimes there is that um, learning curve uh, or battle testedness, as I would say. <laughs> so the Dodgers have it, um, and you know, obviously the Blue Jays don't, which is why I think you know if they if they if a, if something breaks wrong in a hypothetical series where they have the lead in game one and blow it, or the Dodgers win pillar to post in the game two, you know, you're looking at okay, this series could be could be done real fast. Yeah. Uh, No, I like your pick. I like your pick in five. All right, we got anything else? Just the Masters, baby. You are are coming up roses, my friend. I know. I know. My boy. My boy's got it. I don't really count the pick because you didn't pick him until he was, what, minus three on the first day? But I'm going to count it because you don't watch that much golf. (laughs) Yeah, and I really didn't even pick him because of exactly the standing. It was more just like I I saw his score and I was just like, oh. Yeah, he's I, hot. I know this guy's really good, and I didn't even know he was the newly minted number one. I just am like, all well, I hear won, about is how good this guy won, is, is, is. He had never won in his so. life before, and he's won three tournaments since the January 1st. I know. That's pretty That's pretty wild. But it's been a great tournament so far. Obviously, Tiger's falling back, but just to make the cut was fucking great. Yeah, all-timer. Uh, I'm still in it with my pick. Cameron Smith is is in second place going into Sunday. He's going to be in the final group with Scotty Scheffler, so it'll be interesting to see. It definitely will, and we'll be back later this week. We've got um, you know we got to recap the Masters in totality. We've got NBA playoffs and play-ins beginning this week. We'll know exactly the standings after today. Yep. and we'll have a first full you know series or two of baseball to discuss. So we're we're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Absolutely. Love this time of year, man. All right. How's the weather down there? Oh, it's beautiful. 83 and sunny. Well, go enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy this 49 and partly cloudy. (laughs) You getting out on the links or no? 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm playing with my my uncle and uh, my little cousin today. It was either in the morning or the afternoon, so we're gonna we're gonna get out there and uh, I don't know. My uncle, I don't know if this is if this is okay to call it, but Seinfeld called somebody the soup Nazi, so I'm gonna call him the golf Nazi. Oh boy. Yeah, he's very put the ball. Come on, we're playing slow. Let's move along. It's like I would, I didn't realize you had a fucking conference call on a Sunday, bro. That you got to go get to. Like we're, we're we're out here trying to enjoy ourselves, but that's great. He needs it, so I'll go out. Got to pick play. up the pace. I guess I do. All right, man. All right, man. Good talking to you. You too. See you guys later in the week.